Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Matt O'Leary and Green Bean, the Jets fan. How you guys do tonight? Green Bean, talk to me. How you doing? I'm exhausted tonight, but this is what I've been looking forward to all day. I couldn't be happier to be back with you guys after our two-hour hiatus from each other. Matt, how you doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was like a big sleepover last night. We were all just hanging out, <laughs> talking. It was good. Uh, no, seriously, I'm excited to be back. We got a lot to break down today after a busy day yesterday, too. So a lot of new stuff to get into. I don't know if I should show the behind-the-scenes footage, but we actually have clips of us doing a pillow fight last night in our blanket fort in the background Ooh. here. <laughs> all right. All Just right, guys. Oh, man. All right. So we are going to do this the same way we do every week, and we're going to give away something. Let's give away something. We're going to give away a shirt from the Jets Talk store. It's either going to be a Just and the Suffering shirt or one of the Division Rival shirts. So if you want to get in on that, all you have to do is click in the description down below. I got a link to Green Bean's most recent video or maybe second most recent. It's not the 10 o'clock mock, but you'll see the other the other video down there. Click on that, subscribe to Green Bean, and leave a comment on that video, and you'll be entered to win a shirt or something like that from the from the Jets Talk Store. Boom. So, so you got that. But let's get on to our topics of the day. I think the most pressing one that I think everyone wants to talk about. Am I a little bit low? A little bit low? A little bit low? Yeah, touch low. I am yeah. a little bit low. Hmm. I'll try to figure that out for you guys. Um, what do we think of Robert Sala? Uh, Greenbean, I'll kick it to you first. Well, uh, I'm already starting to do my uh, traditional spin in my brain to justify really liking him and making it a good move. The truth is, is I do like him. Uh, I don't love him. He's another one that I just feel like could stand to simmer a little bit longer in a coordinator position. Um, but there's almost nothing negative about this guy out there. Uh, one of the things I read from uh, Kyle Shanahan was that he is, uh, that Salah happens to be one of the more connected people uh, in the, in this like uh, head coaching, you know, upcoming head coaching candidate world. And that he's believes very strongly that the staff he would bring with him is going to be incredible when he gets a head coach job. So that was really good to hear. Uh, I think it's not what I would have seen as our first choice, but I could be more disappointed than if it ended up being him. Matt, what do you think? Um, I am... I'm pretty excited about it. If this is the hire, is it my number one choice? Probably not, but I do think he is a good candidate. Um, one, I love the energy that he has on the sidelines. That's, that's evident. And that's, you know, opposite of Adam Gase who could not be any more disinterested. Um, he seems to get a lot out of his guys. They had a ton of injuries this past year and the defense was still really good. And also on the third thing, is I know he's a defensive coach, but he's going to bring someone pretty damn good to be his offensive coordinator, whether it's Mike McDaniel, who's my favorite of the bunch, or Mike LaFleur, or even your boy Kafka over there in Kansas City was rumored on, on Twitter uh, today. If you're telling me I'm getting Sal in one of those three guys, then hell yeah, sign me up for that. I think that's a uh, pretty good staff right off the bat. Yeah, I look, I was not – Sal was not high on my list just because I didn't want to go defense. I was thinking Dable – 
I thought Greg Roman was gonna have a pretty good shot just because of the connection there. Yeah. And then, you know, when I was thinking defensive wise, I, well, I was like, ah, oh, I guess we'll go Martin Bale if he wants the Baltimore connection. You know, I don't really see any other, you know, defensive candidates that I really like. And then Salah enter, enters the ring after, you know, he was asked to interview by, I think all, was it, eight teams that, that have head coaching vacancies or six teams. And then he interviews with Detroit and then he leaves Detroit and actually goes to the interview with us. And I was like, huh, I thought he was a sure win for, yeah. for Detroit. So we get him in the right. door, or at least on, on the, the virtual door, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. This would be an interesting hire. But we're also interviewing all these other guys. We hear names. Peterson gets fired. People are talking about that. And then I roll over this morning, and I wake up to a text from Matt, which is weird because we were sitting in the same blanket fort, so I don't understand why he needed to text yeah, me. I wake up for Yeah, dude. I, so our, our group chat, we're, we're looking at it. I'm like, he goes, oh, you would love this. And I think you had sent me the Kafka part of the yeah. um, the news. I hadn't even I had just woken up, so I hadn't even heard that Salah was coming in for a second interview. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> this is wild! Like I would love Kafka. What's interesting for me with Kafka is I think he's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator if Eric Bieniemy gets a head, a head coaching job. If he doesn't become a head coach, I don't think that Reed bumps up Kafka higher than uh be enemy to to keep him like that's so i i think we might have to offer him like assistant head coach or something like that to to make him come over here i would love it that my issue with kafka i think or really any of these offensive coordinators like i, I like mcdaniel and i like um uh lafleur also but the issue is when you have a defensive head coach your your offensive coordinators tend to get poached if you have a good offense which i would just be fine with just having a good offense for a season. If one guy gets poached, then like gravy, <laughs> right? Like that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm super pumped on sell. It is a absolute culture change. It's a guy that has been under defensive head coaches before in, in Pete Carroll. Uh, I think he knows how to run a room and I think he's got the energy. He's like Rex Ryan without the like goofiness to him. I think like, this guy, what was the, he's got a line that he says, um, oh God, what the hell's the line? I've, I'm going to lose it now. There's like a quote. If you guys think of it and you put it in the chat, I'll know it as soon as I see it. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. Um, but anyway, that's, that's my thoughts. I'd be really happy if we get this signing. A lot of people from like unverified Twitter sources are saying there's a deal already in place. I don't know if I believe yeah. that yet. I think they're probably, I, if you're getting a second interview, if they want Salah, I would be surprised if, I think if he leaves, we don't get him. I think if he, yeah. if we want him, we have to sign him tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> o four Karma says Rex without the foot fetish. We don't know that. We don't know what he's into. Maybe he's into right. like weirder stuff. <laughs> Who knows? Right. You don't know uh, if he likes feet or not. Yeah. Don't don't knock the guy. Uh, Brian Dolan very upset with me and the title for this video says change the effing clickbait title you'll get banned from jet nation for that crap <laughs> i didn't hey, there's yeah. legitimately two question marks <laughs> it says two hey, question you, marks on it you know who that is you know who that is uh, right? i have no idea that's jet engine what? from jet oh nation. no way what up jet engine yeah. he's he's not too happy with me right now that's that's your own no, fault like you're you. reading into question marks and not exclamation part or ex you, you think i put exclamation points i put question marks i don't know this to be true um that's okay i apologize i got you to watch right <laughs> it works all right 
Ah, oh, clickbait. I wasn't trying to be clickbait. I was trying to, like, legitimately, like, have a, um, you know, the whole, like, it could be the head coach. We might find out on this stream that he's our head coach. Like, that's, so you got to have the right title there. Uh, Sal Massa comes in saying, possibility taking uh, some learning from the Dolphins here. Sal reminds me of Flores, who also had to clean up a mess left by Gase. I think he's our guy. Mm. I really wow. like Sal. He seems to me like he's able to step back and sort of see the entire team. Um, how much he will have to say with the defensive play calling if he is the head coach or if he'll uh, sort of delegate that responsibility to one of his assistant coaches is, is hard to say. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think, uh, Matt, on the uh, the similarity to the Dolphins and the Gase fuck-up? Um. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that makes sense. I mean, both kind of defensive guys, both bald. That's another one, too. Um, but the, I, I think, like, I get those kind of vibes, though, from both Flores and um, and Salah that they are, yes, they're defensive specialists, but they have that demeanor where they feel like, I feel like they can control a room. Like, I don't know if I ever got that vibe with um, Adam Gase. And... Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to this hire. I, I really wouldn't. Um, I think, again, he has the ability to get or maximize what's on his roster. I think he's able to adjust on the fly, which is something that our old coach didn't do. And I think he could bring a really good offensive staff with him from San Francisco. So I'm excited if this is the way that the Jets are leaning. Green Bean, what are you thinking about the, the Dolphins comparison and, and Sal cleaning up Gase's mess? Yeah, I actually think that's a good comparison. I liked it when I when I read that I saw the comment. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't have necessarily made that connection, but I think uh, it it does. It, it it's similar. I think uh, Sal is more animated than Flores at times. Um, but Flores, actually, Flores is. I see him screaming and yelling all the time too. But yeah, I could see it. I think uh, going from Gase to a defensive guy that actually has some passion, um, I think is a good move, no matter how you slice it. So I'm looking on the on my sidebar right now. Niner Sickness says, hello, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. If you guys want a perspective from of Robert Sala from a true Niner fan since 1976, I would love to provide you with any answers you may have. Niner Sickness, if you can provide us some some answers, we'll talk about it on the stream. Yeah. So if you could if you could throw that in there, we definitely would love to know as much information as possible. For me, I have been so embarrassed, literally since the opening press conference of Adam Gase, to be a Jets fan. I was like, damn it, like every time our coach has to talk, like, this is what we're getting. And then I look over at the Giants and I see, you know, Judge over there. I was like, man, this guy looks like at least a legit head coach. Like, I want to respect this guy. Salah comes in, no one's fucking with Salah. Like, I, I made the joke in my yeah. video. Like, Gase is the guy that gets pushed in the locker. Salah's the guy that beats up the guy that put him in the locker. Like, he seems like a good dude. I was going to say, like, he's the guy that shoves you in the locker, but I don't like the guys that shove you in the locker. I like the guy that helps out. He's the hero. He's the Over. white knight in shining armor. That's what I think. Uh, Chris Bucco says, Samini just said Salah is number one. Arthur Smith is two. Daniel Jeremiah um also said he is taking wilson over sam and fields him and joe are close uh so yeah daniel jenamara and joe douglas are very close along with uh todd mcshay so i, I matt brought it up yesterday mm -hmm. i really think that 
both these guys, Jeremiah and McShay, are, are providing smoke screens for Douglas. I don't think either one of them would put out what he actually uh, would right. be doing. Agree. Now, Salah number one, Arthur Smith number two. I don't love Arthur Smith. If that's number two, I was hoping Dayball would be number two, but if Dayball's actually like further down the list, then perhaps I don't know what the hell I'm talking about in regards to like liking a head coaching candidate. Um, yeah. Arthur Smith to <laughs> me, I don't know. Once the running game kind of faltered, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he was able to really like overcome it. And I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think about Salah one, Arthur Smith two, and Daniel Jeremiah taking Wilson over Sam and Fields? Green Bean, I'll throw it to you first. Wait. So taking Wilson, I'm sorry. Can just say all the details of that? Was this one trade down to get Zach Wilson? That one? Nope. It was. Uh, so Salah number one choice, Arthur Smith number two choice, according to Samini for Douglas. And then he said Daniel right. Jeremiah is also close. Uh, also said he would take Wilson over Salmon Fields. Yeah. Okay. So I actually agree with you, and I've and I've had conversations about. Um, those guys and whether or not they would take this great friendship they have with Joe Douglas and spew his secrets all over the street like that uh, for their own careers, because that's how you end friendships that he's like, I'm not going to fucking tell you guys anything anymore, you know, or anything like that. So I think uh, while they probably could say like, Hey, I know Joe and he would be, he would think like this kind of a thing. That's fine. But I don't think, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. And and whatever Samini says about Arthur Smith being number two, I think these guys are all just, you know, they're just kind of fishing. They're they're throwing out tidbits over, you know, from what they're seeing. I don't know. I like Dable much more than I like Arthur Smith. I like Dable more than Salah, too. Um, I'm really warming to the idea of Salah. Um, but uh, I do like him. But I would prefer Dable's body of work uh, over Salah. But um but yeah, so I don't know about if that's legit with Arthur Smith, um, but I believe they like him, but I don't know. Uh, so as far as Wilson, yeah, I can see. I mean, I think a lot of people like Wilson over Fields. I mean, it all depends on the kind of quarterback that you want, like we've talked about before. You know, Wilson does a good job reading the field. Um, he's 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 got a lot of of positives, man, you know, where Justin Fields is a more, you know, kind of like a highlight reel, potentially. Um, but we saw last night, too, that he, you know, playing a top-flight defense, he could have some trouble, injury aside. Um, so, anyway, I think uh, I think lots of stuff. <laughs> Matt, what do you think about uh, Salah 1, Arthur Smith 2? You think that's legit? And I, I know you're pretty high on Wilson over, over Sam and Fields. Yeah, um, I think that could be legit. I, I'm surprised that Smith is that high on the list. I, I do like Smith. I think a lot of people cooled off on him down the stretch but what i like about his offensive mindset is he's very balanced and he likes to use play action pass a lot which is something that i personally like to see from an offense so i think that's why i'm a little bit biased towards him and you know you mentioned it which i said yesterday too of talking about the smoke screen but i i do think that you know these guys are are going to do that they're going to throw out some smoke screens here for their buddy and you know that's not to say that fields is definitely going to be the pick i really do think it's a coin flip um, and it really depends on what the next coach wants. If it is Salah, though, and he's taking one of those San Francisco guys, 
I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Wilson is a perfect fit in that kind of an offense and how he plays the position. Yeah, I think looking at Shanahan's style of offense, you don't see too much running from from Garoppolo. And maybe that's just, you know, I mean, you didn't see running from Garoppolo, from Matt Ryan, or where was he, Cousins before that in Washington, I think? Is that what, I'm pretty sure that's where he was. Yes. Um, yeah, you don't see a whole lot of running in that offense. So I, I could see, although Fields doesn't run a crazy ton, but it, I don't know, it's going to be weird. It's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, our buddy Max comes in. He says, I really want the Jets to hire Robert Sala, even though Eric Bieniemy is my number one candidate. Hiring an offensive guru was a mistake. Uh, yeah, look, we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket in the guru train and then wind up getting shot in the foot. And I think all of us are, you know, I don't think any of us were high on Adam Gase with the offensive guru talk. Um, I'm not real high on Bieniemy. I hope Bieniemy stays in Kansas City so that way we get Kafka. That's my my take on it. And I, I would imagine... Green being a matter, probably feeling pretty similar. Um, what do you guys think, Matt? Yeah, um, the only thing I'll say is if you hire an actual offensive guru, that's a little bit different. But I think yeah. people are too afraid. They don't want to go offense now because they just got burned by Adam Gase, which I think could potentially be a mistake. Um, mm -hmm. Not not to say that you have to hire an offensive guy, but I'm saying if your mindset is, oh, well, we just hired an offensive guy and he didn't work, well, was he really that good of an offensive guy to begin with? So I think we have to read into yeah. that a little bit. Um, I also think that some people have cooled on Biennemi a little bit too much. It's weird. I feel like he was overrated and then now has become a little bit underrated because how much people have turned on him. Um, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Kansas City and that Kafka takes a coordinator gig somewhere. So I'm with you, Rye. I think it's a possibility for sure. I get this weird feeling the enemy's not getting a head coaching job, and I think this might be it mm -hmm. in terms of his like last shot. But uh, Greenbean, what do you think on the enemy and uh, you know offensive guru mistake? And I, I think you know I really am curious to see it does get a head coaching or not. Um, I know the word on the street, like we've all heard about him, is that he doesn't interview well for whatever reason and whatever that means. We've heard that before. And uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's jumping over each other to get to him. And I think it would be really interesting. I'd, I'd be curious to see how the NFL handles um, him not getting a head coaching job because it was kind of a hot button issue uh, a, a few months back that someone like Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach already. And I felt like the NFL was behind that. Um, but that would be really interesting because I agree with what you said before. I don't think to keep Kafka, Reed is going to promote him over the enemy. But if he's smart, he, he might make him an, an, you know, an assistant head coach or something Yo, like that. Yo, I think know? we just got Sal. Is that true? No, you got burned. You got burned? There's a bunch of people saying in, tw on, uh, in the chat right now. Sorry, it's I didn't mean to interrupt, but now I got to like, I got to do some Googling real quick. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Ah, rats. Rats. All right. Sorry. Go on, Green Bean. I don't want it. My Get fucking, my, my podcast, my podcast is still uploading all day. This is what <laughs> happens when you have no internet. It's been uploading since like this early this afternoon. It's about this. And if we hire solid, wait a little while. God damn it. Um, so I, um, I don't remember what we were talking about. It turns out I'm really, I'm more tired than I even thought. I'm having difficulty thinking. I'm like, mm, what? Who's Eric Bieniemy? I don't know what that is. Uh, but I think, um, yeah, I think uh, it'll be tough to see 
for him if he doesn't get a if he doesn't get a head coaching job this time i don't know what would it happen next round like what is it about it's not clearly not his pedigree it's clearly not his you know anything it's just his interviewing so there's something there like maybe when he gets in there they say well what is your job and it's not what they want you know what i mean i, I don't know yeah so but they but it's very weird and what was the other part of that question remember uh, i just pulled it off the screen i'm not too sure uh it was yeah I don't he was an Sorry. offensive guru yeah that was that was basically it oh um, yeah right i wouldn't i wouldn't shy away from offense because of adam gase for sure i agree exactly yeah, yeah. with what with what matt said gase is a fraud dude peyton manning called chris johnson and and tickled his little senses over there and that's why we hired gase that's it you know um so I think dude, Joe Douglas, he knows what he's looking for. He knows what he's talking about. If it's Salah, I trust him. If it's Joe Brady, who I don't like as a head coach, I trust him. Marty comes in saying, trade down to get Zach Wilson at around pick three to five, then trade up on the 23 pick using next year's Seattle's first uh, and move up to get wide receiver Devontae Smith. This is a no-brainer. Um, so if you're if you like Zach Wilson... I endorse taking him at two. I do not want to trade down because I think there's a really high likelihood right. that he could go before. Uh, we're not trading with the Dolphins at three, but I would say four. Only you only trade down to four with Atlanta if you're comfortable with Sam or either one of the quarterbacks. Um, in terms of trading up for Devonte Smith, I don't know if he gets out of the top five, <laughs> or like definitely not out of the top like eight for sure. Like I could see maybe Jamar Chase going ahead of Devonte Smith. But the clinic that he put on yeah. and what he's showed out right now, I mean, there's a real good shot. He goes three. Like, I, I don't – Sewell taking the year off, that may cost him a draft slot or two. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Matt, what do you think about this idea of Zach Wilson in a trade down and then trading up to pick up uh, Devontae Smith? Uh, I, I don't like the idea of trading down if you still want to take a quarterback, which I think the Jets should. Um, I don't want I don't want to play that game. Take whoever you like at two. And mm-hmm. then – I, I, you're gonna have to trade up pretty damn high to get Smith. I think, like you said, at, at absolute worst, he's not making it out of the top ten. So I don't know. I think how the high. Giants are the last team that would pass on him, or, or like, right? The, there's no way he gets past the Giants. Let me phrase it that way. Yeah, <laughs> like and, they they will take him. And they're at eleven, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, I think they're one pick ahead of uh, the Forty uh, ers yeah, there, there, there's no way. There's no way. So uh, as nice of a toy as Devonta Smith would be for the New York Jets and how good he was last night, um, there, there's you'd have to have essentially two top five picks, which I don't see how that's possible. Greenbeam, what do you think about trading down for Zach Wilson or trading down and getting Zach Wilson and then trading up from 23 to go up? And maybe it's not Devonta Smith, but maybe trading up to get a receiver. Well, I mean, you guys kind of nailed it. I mean, I don't think we have the we're not going to be able to get two picks where those two are going um and i think if you're trying if zach wilson is your target you don't move from two it might be a little bit of a reach maybe he should go five to ten but you don't have a pick five to ten so you take him at two it's just it's very it's very very simple and who are you going to trade back with that three the miami dolphins are at three why are they going to trade up with you why you know what I mean? And they'll trade up and fucking take Zach Wilson. That's what they'll do. You know what I mean? So you're sitting there at three, you know, with your pecker oh, in yeah. your hand, like, oh, cool. I don't know. It's like, I oh, did. no, we screwed up. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's a mistake. Can I have that back? 
you know? Right. So I just, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think Devonta Smith, unless you take him at two, is coming here. And uh, Wilson, if you want him, you take him. All right. Multivi- multivitamins. Sorry. Multivitamins. <laughs> Mud Viles says, hey, guys, non-Jets question. I live in Staten Island, just got out of work, and I don't know what to get. Any suggestions? I live in New Jersey, so I can't tell you anything about Staten Island. Um, so, guys in the chat, if you guys know something about Staten Island, or if uh, Matt or Greenby know anything about Staten Island, you can throw it out there. What does he want? I think he what just wants he want to. I think he's looking for food. I think that would be my guess. He goes, "What oh to get? God. I don't know what to get." Uh, a map <laughs> or, or Google Maps reviews, Come something on, like that. Yeah, right. Go right. Online, type in food. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see the picture on Twitter from uh, Optimistic Jets? I did not. No. This is the, uh, genuinely the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So this man, he is his Twitter, his Twitter account at Optimistic Jets is in the bushes at Forum Park. There's a picture from three hours ago waiting for Robert Sala, and then an hour ago there's a picture of an Escalade that pulled up, and he says Robert Sala has arrived at the Jets facility. We literally have a Twitter account scoping. No <laughs> fucking way. That's amazing. I love this guy. I'm all over. I it. absolutely love it. Um, all right. So let me, let me do this. I'm going to V man. I thank you for the super chat, but I, I, I waited too long and I couldn't get to like the actual thing. So I, I put it in a little, uh, little bubble right here so we can talk about it. Uh, v man says, Hey Matt, just to let you know, I rounded a few numbers of darn. I rounded a few numbers in Darnold's numbers. That's why my numbers seemed off. By the way, let's hire the NFL's first Muslim head coach. Um, hey, we're breaking barriers. We're, the, the Jets have been very open with with how they, uh, or I shouldn't say open, but are forward thinking, I think, in, in a lot of respects. I, I, I would bet we probably yeah. have, I would think, the most minority head coaches. I, maybe we've had, what, two? Maybe. Well, I, we I, hired I imagine that list very high. Yeah. Yeah, we hired Herm Edwards before the Rooney rule was enacted. So there's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and the way Christopher Johnson has hand, has handled everything in terms of paying guys fines that kneel for the for the anthem or, or anything like that, the Jets, from a player perspective, while we are kind of a joke in terms of like our actual record, I think teams actually respect uh the way Douglas, the way Christopher Johnson and, and the team has kind of handled everything. Um so I, I'm I'm proud to say I'm a Jets fan. I'll, I'll say that much. I think they've they've definitely done a good job there. Um, all right, let me. Who's this? Tony Lee's got a question. Bam. Tony Lee says, if we go with Salah for head coach with pick number 23, going with a pass rusher would be a good idea. We need pass rush. How do you think Quinn and Williams plays in Salah's D? I think that makes a lot of sense. I think 23. Oh, sorry. Whew. I gotta stop drinking bubbly drinks on this friggin' stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh-huh. so if we get Salah as head coach, I think it sort of flips the script a little bit in terms of how we handle free agency because I was I'm very much in favor of taking a pass rusher at 23 and going with a veteran in free agency uh, as a pass rusher. But I could see a situation where now that we have Salah and there's a lot of energy around the Jets, that maybe we land one of these big-time free agents, someone like a Shaq Barrett or like a Bud Dupree or like, you know, insert whoever. I, I think there's because of his 
like personality and the ties he has to such a, a good organization in the 49ers, I think that word is going to spread the same way you saw Shanahan go from the Falcons to the 49ers and guys sort of followed him. I think you could see something similar with Sal, and I think that's really exciting. Greenbean, what do you think? Well, what about, well, I was just going to say, what do you think that does for the C.J. Mosley finding his fire again? Remember that comment? I had it in the video. I Oh, I was so glad you brought that up because I really wanted to talk about that. So what do you think about C.J. Yeah. Mosley? Well, I think that Salah would be as good of a shot as any to kind of reinvigorate C.J. Mosley to want to play here. Uh, I mean, he's got four years on the contract, so we're kind of stuck there. But as far as him actually playing instead of just kind of collecting a paycheck, I think Salah would be as good of a shot as any of these guys to get C.J. Mosley back to being C.J. Mosley. Yeah, so, Matt, know. what are your thoughts on uh, on going pass rusher at 23, C.J. Mosley? Like, what kind of uh, benefits could we see from, from C.J. Mosley or from uh, from Salah coming in with all these defensive players, particularly C.J. Mosley? Yeah, um, if, if you look at the, the past, I mean, Salah's worked a lot with linebackers in Jacksonville. He had Paul Pozlozny. He had, um, oh, my God, uh, tell, no. Who's the, who's the guy they drafted a couple of years ago? Oh my God. Um, Miles Jack. Jack. Yeah. Thank you. Miles Jack uh, in his <laughs> year, uh, just complete brain part. That was bad. Um, but he's worked with linebackers in the past. So I think he could get a lot out of them. And as far as it goes with like Quinnen, he loves his D line. I was watching a video today talking up the defensive line and, you know, singing the praises of Kinlaw, who's a rookie out there and who's maybe not gotten the sack numbers, but he's been really good against the run, which kind of reminds me of Quinnen Williams in his first year. Um, and, you know, from there, I, I think it just continues to develop. Um, as far as 23 goes, it really depends on how free agency falls, but I'm not opposed to going edge. Uh, edge, corner, offensive line, those are probably the three main things that I would look for at that spot. So I see Angelo hammer in the chat right now. We have 900 people on YouTube. We have 954 total across all three platforms. Guys, hit that like button. Make sure you show all the people that haven't tuned into this stream that, that it's worth watching. It's worth having fun with us here. Not to mention, we're giving away a shirt at the end of this stream. We're going to give it away at like 9.45, 9.55. Uh, all you have to do to get entered to, to get the shirt, there's a link to Green Bean's channel right below me in the description. Click on that, subscribe to Green Bean, and drop a like, uh, a like and a comment on that video, and then you will get entered to win a hat, shirt, or mug from the Jets Talk store that we will raffle off at the end of the show. Uh, Judy coming in with a super chat saying, I'm surprised that Wink Martindale never got an interview from the Jets, yeah. was very close with Joe Douglas. I have a perfect answer for this one. And it's because I did a lot of research into Greg Roman and Wink Martindale. <laughs> it's So last year when Wink and Greg were actually interviewing for head coaching positions, Lamar Jackson was upset that they were doing that while they were on their playoff run. So they want full commitment from their coaching staff through the um, through the duration of Baltimore's playoff run. And as soon as that ends, then those interviews will start to happen. But that's the whole issue here is do you wait too long and then all of a sudden you get, um, you know, other guys snatch up Robert Sala or they snatch up Arthur Smith or, or and you're waiting on friggin jeez. Uh, <laughs> you wait on Greg Roman or something like that. And then you're like, ah, oh, you know, maybe we don't want Greg Roman. And then you're already, you know, left sucking your thumb. 
So that's that's my perspective on the whole um, Martindale thing. I could throw it to Matt and Greenbean if you guys have anything else to add. Uh, nope. Really. <laughs> I, I pretty much like, I don't want to say ranted off that answer, but it was, uh, it was there. Um, all right. Who's the next one up? I saw this. I saw this. I saw this. Bam. All right. Alex dropping in with a $10 super chat saying, what about three-way trade where Dolphins trade Tua and two firsts for Deshaun Watson, and then we trade our two firsts and a second for Tua, the third pick from the Texans, new quarterback, Tua, and Devontae Smith. Alex, I I really like having you in the stream, but I, I don't think you're allowed to be on the internet in the crazy bin <laughs> or the crazy house because that is nuts. Three-way trades just like don't happen in the NFL for whatever reason particularly trades that are um, within the division. So that, that that's really, I think, where this sort of falls apart to me. I don't particularly want Tua. I would rather roll with Fields or um, Wilson or even Sam, although I guess I, I would have to really look at that and figure out what what we're getting. I guess we, we have the third pick and Tua, so we, we move back one pick and get Tua. I, I don't know. I'd rather a first-round pick next year from Atlanta and still take the pick at four. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can get on board with this. Uh, Tua, I know he's only a rookie, but Tua didn't look that great this year. So I don't know if I want to hitch my wagon to someone who, at minimum, is a question mark going into next year when you can get your own guy in the draft that you feel comfortable with or uh, trade for Deshaun Watson yourself. So um, I, I'm going to have to pass on this one, Alex. Cream bean. What about you? What do you think of the three-way trade? I know you love some trades. Yeah, I don't like this one. I think it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy town. There's just a lot. There's too many moving parts for me. And I just don't like uh, the, what we get out of it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that trade. I just go right to Watson and take them. That's what I want. That's what I want. I would, I would rather us spend a little bit extra and get Watson than, than wind up with Tua. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angelo dropping in with super chat. He probably dropped this before I actually brought it up before, but thank you for the super chat. He said, there's over 800 plus people watching and only hundred likes. Come on guys. This is free. Just like their work. Thank you. Oh, wow. That's that very nice. Uh, but yeah, guys drop a like, if you want this, uh, see people tune in to like this stuff afterwards and they'll listen to some stuff, but they see the like button and they see how many likes are there. So if they see a bunch of likes on this video, they're more likely to tune in and hang out. And, and maybe we hear some more, great information on the side like there's we got a Niners fan in there which I definitely lost I don't know where the <laughs> where that comment is as, as far as if you responded to anything but I'll keep an eye out for that um but yeah no we, we love having you guys in here and we love having the uh the large turnout this is a an awesome number we got for tonight yeah, um totally. let's see multivitamins just came in with another super chat oh, but I think I have to wait <laughs> I have to wait for uh -huh. it to load on the uh the side so we'll, we'll, we'll get it up there multiples um Let's see. Multiple. I'm trying to see what other uh, things are going on. I saw. Oh, I want to avoid the the one topic because multiples <laughs> just brought it up. Or mutt vials. God, I'm gonna. I told you, I'm gonna screw this up literally every time I do this. Um. All right. You know what I'll do? I'm gonna go to one of our our other topics. Let's do uh, thoughts on the national championship game. What were our takeaways? What did we like? What did we not like? And then once I can get over to multiples uh, or Mutt Vile's uh, comment, we'll throw that up on the screen. Matt, what are your takeaways from the game last night? Um, 
Alabama's really good at football. Um, Devonta Smith played out of his mind. He had an amazing first half. According to the Twitter, Sean Wade is now undraftable, which was laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Najee, Najee Harris looked really, really good. I, I'm still – I definitely don't want to take a running back in the first round. I am still like 80% don't take one in the second round this year because you need to continue to build up the roster. Um, as far as it goes with Justin Fields, which is why we were really tuning in, um, there were ups and downs, but I definitely think he was playing hurt. So I'm not going to put a ton of stock into that game. Um, and my reminder to everyone is just take the entire sample size from college and not just cherry pick a couple of games out. Greenbean, what were your thoughts on the game last night? Yeah, I thought it was unfortunate. You know, like they lost Wyatt Davis. They lost uh, Trey Sermon right away. Ruckert got his bell rung and wasn't really the same after it. Now, I th- I still think Alabama was going to beat them, but I think a lot, a lot went wrong for Ohio State last night, and I think that was unfortunate. I would have liked to see, you know, all engines – firing against each other um but yeah and i think right like we spoke about i think fields was injured too so it's just it sucks to see it go that way um but yeah i mean just like matt said, i mean dude i like sean wade maybe not maybe not where i liked him a month ago but i saw an article today saying that he won't even be a cornerback in the nfl he'll be a safety at best and it's just like, I mean, maybe that's the case, but I think it's an overreaction. And that's kind of the order of the day these days. And the the more that we can stay away from that, like immediate pendulum swinging of overreactions, the, the, the better we're going to be um, as fans and be able to kind of be okay or unhappy with decisions. You know, like you don't want to go the other way either and think, oh, this guy's the best fucking guy ever and trade everything to get him and, you know, it's like, no, he's just okay. You know, like that kind of a thing. So I think we're seeing a lot of that with Fields and Wade. And I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, I was so high on Fields after the Clemson game. And then just sort of, I don't want to say depressed, but a little little down on him after yesterday's game. I think he was definitely playing hurt. Um, like Matt said, you have to take the whole sample size into account. You can't just base it on this last game or this, this most recent game. I think that would be a... a Bad tactical error. Um, Wyatt Davis going down. I saw a tweet that he put out that said, uh, I'm doing fine or I'll, or I'll be fine or, or something along those lines, uh, which doesn't really tell me a whole lot. I don't know if it's an ACL and he'll just be fine and then he'll be available to play in October or November next year. Or if it's a, you know, I'm fine, it's just a sprained knee and then I'll still go in the first round kind of a thing. Um, but if he does have a little bit uh, of an injury maybe he falls to us in the second round who knows uh in terms of Devonte smith incredible i would take him in a trade down i would not um i would have a hard time taking him at two i don't think it's a smart move as much as i like the guy we have so many holes to fill and the amount of value that the number two pick holds is just incredible and it could really set our, our franchise up for a, a really nice uh future so if you can, say, move down to four with Atlanta and then you you get their first-round pick next year or you get a second and a third this year and you're you're rolling with Sam, like that's your thought process, then okay, I, I guess I could see it. But I think I think the top ten should be reserved for, like, elite, uh, hard-to-get-in-free-agent kind of talent. So, like, left tackle, quarterback, 
uh, cornerback and pass rusher are, are like the four that I, I really endorse taking that high. Um, yeah, so I guess that's my thoughts. In terms of Najee Harris, the guy's a freak. If we could get him in the second round, if we especially if we trade back, like if we move down and we get another second and third and then, you know, figure it out from there, I could get on board with Najee. I, like Matt said, I would prefer to probably go a little bit later. I like Kenny Gainwell in the third. Uh, maybe some other uh, receivers as well. Um, all right, multivitamins. Here's your question. It finally popped up. Uh, what do you guys think we should get? Uh, who do you guys think? Who do you guys think we should get at cornerback? I wouldn't mind Lattimore, but I feel like the Saints want a haul. Also, you think we can get either Yannick or Clowney in free agency? Uh, there's a lot of interesting parts to this question. So in terms of cornerback, if we get Salah, uh, the 49ers actually have at least three cornerbacks that are hitting the open market. You got Richard Sherman, who's, you know, definitely long in the tooth. So I don't particularly want that. But if you needed to bring someone in, oh, you're waving your hand. Yeah, Brian Schottenheimer was just fired. Oh! <laughs> please please do not bring him in. <laughs> I do not want Brian Schottenheimer. Um, no, but I'm saying that's interesting. Jamal got him fired. Fuck Jamal. <laughs> I don't know um, how. I know. <laughs> so uh, and, and there's three Sorry quarterbacks. Sorry about that, there's, Ryan. I think it's Verrett, uh, Sherman, and then Witherspoon. Witherspoon's young. Witherspoon's like 25 or 26. He graded out, I believe it was the sixth or eighth best cornerback in the league last year, and he's going to be a free agent. Now, the 49ers do have a lot of money, uh, but him being a free agent, if they decide not to franchise tag him, maybe there's a, an opportunity for him to come to the Jets. He brings up Lattimore. Lattimore, I really like. I don't think the Saints are going to get a haul for Lattimore because Lattimore had a bad season this year, and then he also is he's going into the last year of, a deal, of his deal, so you're going to have to sign him to a new contract probably when you make that trade. And then they're $90 million over the salary cap. So there's not a whole lot they could really get aside from like just getting a bunch of draft picks. And maybe maybe that means trades for proven players are better because in the event the combine is canceled and we had you know half of a college season and this is a harder year to, to scout players. I can understand where maybe that value could get boosted up a little bit, but I don't think you're going to have to trade a crazy ton for Lattimore. Uh, I would think a second or third round pick should be able to get that done. Uh, Matt, what do you think we should do? Oh, wait, and then... Uh, do you think we get either Yannick or Clowney in free agency? With a defensive head coach, I think it opens the door for that. Um, I still don't particularly want Clowney. I was really high on Yannick. Um, I could still roll with that, but again, $20 million for either one. I would probably prefer to go with a little bit of an older veteran and then drafting one to be the heir apparent. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you uh, on both those things. Um, as far as it goes with corner, uh, maybe Ronald Darby. Uh, he yeah. had a, a really nice year with uh, Washington this past year. Uh, Rasul and he Douglas. has the connection to Douglas. He's got yeah, and, to Douglas. and Rasul Douglas is another Joe Douglas connection as well. He's a free agent. He was with the Panthers this past mm -hmm. year. Uh, so maybe you sign like one of those two guys. Um, I don't think they're going to go and sign like one of the, you know, the veteran guys who maybe are a little bit more pricey. Um, mm -hmm. I think they go like mid range on that. And then as I guess Yannick, I, I don't think he hits the market though. And I, I've been on the clowny overrated train since last year. So I'm not really, I don't really want any part of that. Greenbean, what are you thinking about the cornerback market? Uh, Marshawn Lattimore and then either Yannick or Clowney as an edge rusher in free agency. I don't like Clowney unless he was going to come for like, you know, really low contract. 
Um, I just he produces like he wants money for. You know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't match mm-hmm. up. I would like Yannick. I I uh, I think that he gets signed as well. But the interesting thing with this year is with the salary cap dropping, you're going to see a lot of people holding out longer, like in free agency. They're not going to be signing quite so quickly because teams can't give them what they're used to thinking that the market should be for them. So it's just not going to be that way. And I've said this before, I actually think a lot of players are going to choose to sign one-year contracts uh, for that lower rate. So let's say they could get 15. They signed for 10 for one year, hoping that the salary cap goes up next year. Or there's some creative something or other. But I think we're going to see some of that stuff. Um, But as far as edge rushers, um, I'm still hoping Judon uh, makes it out there. Um, You know, with Yannick... And, you know, I mean, they, I, I think, I forget, I think Baltimore's uh, up against the cap. Uh, if I remember correctly, I feel like they are. And I think uh, they're going to have some decisions to make. And if they can't pay these guys, I'd like to see us make a move uh, for one of those guys. I don't love Bud Dupree like everybody else does. I, I don't know. I just, I don't like taking Steelers guys um, because they tend not to do as well once they leave. The Steelers, um, guys like uh, Griffin will be out there again, I think. And I'd, I'd rather go that route. I'm really hoping we mm-hmm. take a kid, um, like a young guy, man, 21-year-old edge rusher that's uh, snarling. Like, that's what I want. And um, like a, but I think Just we a should pit get bull somebody. of a guy. <laughs> he needs some dogs yeah. in here. Right. And I think that we should probably bolster that with a guy like, like Griffin or um, – I don't know, some of those types of guys. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, to your point, the Ravens are sitting at $26 million in salary cap space. They have 41 guys under contract, so their effective cal- salary cap space is going to be about $19 million if they signed all of that minimums to round out their roster. Uh, they're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson this year, I think. Um, I'd be pretty surprised if they did not pay him. So I think that's where a lot of that salary cap is going to have to go, not to mention they're going to need $10 million just to sign their draft class. So Green being is spot on right. with his number there. Uh, Clay Wavy became a member of the YouTube channel. Thank you so much, Clay Wavy. I saw you dropping some JETS in there. Guys that are members of the channel, drop some JETS emojis in the chat for us to, to say hello to our newest member. Um, let's see. Uh, I saw another one in here. Let me get to the question isaiah says jets trade sam and a fifth to the bears or the washington football team for their first if all quarterbacks are off the board or keep darnold sign juju trade to fifth pick cosme draft sertan 23 sertan's not making it to 23 i don't know if sertan's even going to make it out of the top 10 um trading sam and a fifth to the Bears or the Washington football team would put us in the late teens, early 20s, I think, right? So that would be, I think it's going to take Sam in like a third to get up that high if we wanted to do that. Um, Cosme, I'm not sure who Cosme is. Um, I, I don't the want any tackle. part of Juju, though. Samuel oh, Samuel Cosme, the tackle, yeah. He's great. You. Okay. So I don't really want any part of Juju. I think the dancing on the, you know, yeah, I hate like it. Like pre-games and stuff. It just sort of like, it rubs me the wrong way. And especially with all his social media, it seems like he's more focused on himself than he is the team. And that that is a little bit concerning for me. I'd rather go out. There's a lot of really good wide receivers in free agency. 
Uh, so I hope we go that route in free agency, but I just hope we don't go with Juju. Uh, Green Bean, what are your thoughts? I think the trade itself is is unrealistic. You got to remember, would we trade our first round pick for Sam Darnold and a fifth round pick? I just don't see it. And I'll say this too about Chicago. They haven't had a first round pick in a couple of years because of the Khalil Mack trade. They're salivating at actually using one. They're not going anywhere um, as far as giving up their first round pick, in my opinion. Uh, Washington as well. Um, I just, I just don't see it. They want to build their team. Um, you know, they, they need their young guys and Sam is damaged goods, man. I, st- I still think there'll be a market for him, but it's not like we're going to get first round picks and, and, and that kind of stuff. Like I said, I'm really hoping we get a second, uh, for him. So I just don't see that as, as realistic, unfortunately. Sorry, buddy. I do it in a second though. <laughs> Matt, what about you? What do you think about the trade and then some of the players? Uh, I would say pretty unlikely. Um, I, I agree. I think it's probably going to take a third round pick and Darnold to get back into the first round. Um, don't want any part of Juju. I'm really all good with uh, him dancing on TikTok. Um, and uh, Sir Tan, I don't think he's going to make it to 23. So unfortunately, I don't think this is that realistic. Isaiah, you got some good thoughts? Just a little off on the value. That's all right. Uh, Derek coming in with Super Chat saying, you guys are legends. Thanks. Thank you guys for tuning in. It really means a lot. I have a lot of fun with this panel. I really, really enjoy working with Matt and Greenbean. We're genuinely friends. It's like our group chat, even when we're not talking Jets, is still you know fun to be a part of. So I, I definitely have a good time here. But thank you guys for tuning in. It really means a lot. On a side note, if you guys have not subbed up to either one of these guys, their links are in the description down below. And if you want to get a shot to win a shirt, at the end of this stream, I'm going to raffle one off. All you have to do is click on the first link in the description. It's a link to Green Bean's new channel. You have to subscribe to him and like the video and subscribe and uh, comment on the video that's uh, that's down below. And then you'll be entered in to win a shirt or a hat or a mug or something like that at the uh, at the end of the show. So make sure you, you hang I around am, for that. I am two subs from 600 right now. So it'd be great to cross that threshold tonight. Good stuff. Ooh, so what you can do, guys, once you do hit subscribe, let us know what number subscription you are in the chat over on the side, and we'll keep an eye on it because that's that's kind of cool to, to see as we go through. Uh, Marty coming in with a super chat saying, Good day. I'm a first-timer Aussie Jet for years. I go back to the Vinny Testaverde days. I, uh, I'd personally give... <laughs> oh, I, I, I know what he's trying to say, but he, he had a typo. I'd personally give a left nut... <laughs> to get Najee Harris, I would take him at pick 23. Your thoughts. I, if, if Douglas pulls the trigger on Najee at 23, I'll, I'll endorse it. I don't love running back in the first round because I think that fifth year option is so valuable for a lot of other positions. Um, but Najee is certainly the type of running back that you could do that with. So I, I'll, I'll throw it to Green Bean. He's, he's the big guy that's on the Najee train right now. What do you think about Najee at 23? I think it's a little early too. And I love Najee Harris. Um, I would, I would absolutely, um, if he's sitting there at 34, I would, oh, I would be yelling for him to take him. I, I love him, and I think while I do agree about the running backs, I think he's a special back, and I think you can make an exception for him sliding down uh, that far. Um, but yeah, taking him in the first, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really would rather go with another position because guys like Gainwell and. And so many others. There's, there's quite a bevy of backs. I didn't mean to do that. A bevy of backs in Baltimore. Um, but, you know, Alliteration. Uh, I think there's. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I would do it at 34. I wouldn't freak out if Douglas said, no, this is the guy we want. I okay, fine. But I would probably be looking to go with a edge or wide receiver or a Pat Fryer move, quite frankly, <laughs> my tight end. Matt, what are you thinking about, uh, a Najee at 23? Uh, Marty, you can keep both your nuts. Uh, Joe Douglas isn't going to take a running back in the first round. Uh, I would be, I'd be stunned, legitimately stunned if he did that, um, Najee's a great player. He's going to be very, very good in this league. I just think the Jets have more pressing issues right now than uh, drafting a a luxury player like that. Um, I think you could sign a mid-tier free agent to pair with Ty Johnson and LaMichael Pirine and have a pretty nice running back trio. So I I think I would go that route as opposed to uh, taking someone that early. Marty, thank you so much for tuning in from uh, Australia. I apologize that this stream is upside down for you. Um, <laughs> Derek coming in with a super chat saying, if you're Joe Douglas, how are you thinking about timing the build in a competitive AFC East for the next few years? Ooh, this is a cool question. All right. So for me, this is the reason why I would prefer to go the wide receiver route in free agency, because you got Denzel Mims on a cheap contract and then you have uh, expensive free agents. If you draft another wide receiver, even if it's not in the first round, then that means you're within a year of having to give them a new contract, potentially. First round, then you get the fifth-year option, so you get a two-year buffer, so it's not as bad, I guess. But with an expensive free agent, you get their money off the books in, say, three years when you got to pay MIMS. So I I like that shift in money. Um, In a competitive AFC East, you have to build the offensive line. You have to establish the running game. And then that should open up the play-action pass. It should open up some quick passes. Um... When you look at Josh Allen, I think you're going to have to focus a little bit, uh, maybe more on a, on a running back that could spy him and be big enough to take him down in the event he does run. Um, that said, pass rushers, pass rushers, pass rushers. Get guys to feel uncomfortable. I mean, we don't know what the what the Patriots are going to do long-term at their quarterback situation. Tua is still a work in progress at this point, but you're really trying to build your team to beat Josh Allen right now. Um but I think sort of rotating contracts in, in positions of need, like that's almost why I'm not super high on drafting Penny Sewell at two, because you're already going to have to pay Becton. And now you're going to have a ton of money wrapped up in both tackles, um, which mm-hmm. isn't bad if you have like one guy nearing the end of his career or, you know, it was already locked in. And then I don't know. I, that's just sort of my approach on things. Uh, Matt, what do you think Joe Douglas does to, to be competitive in the AFC East over the next few years? Uh, yeah, it's a good question, and it gets a little bit more scary if uh, Deshaun Watson goes to the Dolphins or Patriots. But uh, God, for, I hope we get him. <laughs> as for right now, um, I think you're right. You have to go and try to shut down that high-powered offense in Buffalo, and how you do that is make Josh Allen uncomfortable because when the Jets have done that in the past, he's been prone to turning the ball over against the Jets. So I think if you continue to build the edge – and the secondary, which I, I think you got to bring back Marcus May. I think Ashton Davis is a player. Uh, and then continue to add to the cornerback room. That's your best chance of success. And then just have, like, sustain an offense. You can't have the 32nd offense in the league every year and expect to do anything. So um, in terms of competing in the AFC East, it's get pressure to the quarterback and have a half-competent offense. We'll start there. That sounds beautiful. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on how Joe Douglas builds this team to compete in the AFC East? 
this is how he's going to do it. And it's what I would do as well. You build the most massive beefcake offensive and defensive lines, like, you know, including edge rusher. Because we have a nice stout, you know, middle of the defensive line. But on the edges, we tend to fizzle out. So you build and you dominate in the on the lines. That's what you do. Our offensive line manhandles and pushes everybody around. And on defense, their lines can't do that to us. Everything else that happens behind that will be fine. And I think that that's the way he likes to do it, which really makes me happy to have this guy and that kind of thinking finally in our house, man. It's been too long. Clay Wavy dropping in with a super chat saying, are we okay hiring a non-offensive coach? Are we considering Pitts or uh, Devontae Smith by trading up from 23? How are we going to approach strong safety moving forward? So strong safety, I want to lock in Marcus May long-term. That's that's my, my plan for strong safety. Are we trading up from 23 to go get Pitts or Devontae Smith? If they fall far enough and you don't have to give up a, a small fortune to get them, you could talk me into it. Uh, as far as not hiring an offensive head coach, there's a little bit of concern, I think, for sure. I think the culture change that the Jets needed, a defensive-minded guy can kind of bring a little bit more energy than maybe you see from an offensive head coach. I don't think we necessarily have to go one way or the other. As long as we have strong positional coaches and strong coordinators in place, I trust that the head coach can oversee the entire team. The offensive coordinator can focus more on on the uh, you know the the individual players and the, the quarterback coach and all that sort of stuff, and they can really groom the quarterback as opposed to worrying about the special teams and the defense and everything else going on. Uh, Greenbeam, what do you think about all these questions? Matt, what do you think of all these questions? Because Greenbeam's a little frozen right now. He's Freezebeam. Um, Freezebeam's back and better than ever. Um, I'm okay with it because in Salah's situation, he is going to bring a good offensive guy with him. We listed the three guys earlier, McDaniel, LaFleur, or Kafka coming over here would be tremendous. So I'm okay with that. Pitts or Smith, I don't think either of them is going to be there at at 23, and I don't think the Jets are going to move up to take one of those guys. Um, And how are we going to approach strong safety moving forward? I think um, Marcus May will play free safety, and then Ashton Davis will play uh, strong safety. Oh, we lost Green Bean. Oh no, we lost Green Bean. So now we're crooked. Now I can. Now I have to like go like this to pop into my frame. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I'm gonna hope that Green Bean pops back into here, because I definitely don't have a two-way panel like set up for this. I don't actually. You know what? Maybe I do. Let's see if. Actually, I definitely don't. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna throw. Just get real tall. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. Bam! Look at us. Look at us go. See, adapting on the fly. Because Green Bean's internet sucks. <laughs> we'll get we'll get Green Bean back in here. Um, all right, let me move this up, and then we'll do that. Bam! So that's my that's my pre-made thing until we get Green Bean back in here. Uh, all right, next question. I saw it in here. Give me just a sec. I don't know why you guys are spamming a bunch of salad bowls from before. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. Uh, all right. Water Cooler Talk says, hey, guys, fellow huge Jets fans, uh, Jet fan, 
What are your thoughts on drafting Sewell, rocking with Darnold, investing in guard and free agency, and getting Allen Robinson? So Matt and I are definitely both on Allen Robinson and Joe Tooney. I would, I would be high on getting both those guys. I do think it's a little unlikely that you land both of them. I think it's more likely, likely you get one of them. Uh, in which case, Tooney's the guy that I'm really, really on board for, and then you could sign any any number of wide receiver free agents uh, that I really like there. In terms of drafting Sewell at two, I don't love it because of how valuable the number two pick is. Like, I'd rather trade down, uh, get extra picks, and take a different position. I don't love taking Sewell uh, as much as I love the player himself. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't like it. Um, I think it's... Not that he's not going to be a great player at the next level, but you have a you drafted your stud left tackle this past year. You have Fant, who is more than serviceable this past year. When you have a number two pick, like you can use that to really, really help your team. And I don't know if going from Sewell or going from Fant to Sewell is going to drastically change anything. Um, so I would have to, I would have to pass on that. I, I love the idea of getting a garden free agency and getting Allen Robinson. I just, I, I don't see how you could take another offensive tackle at, at two after you just took one last year. Clay Wavy dropping another super chat saying also, Matt, I'm the guy who suggested zooming in your frame for your videos. Uh, Green bean. We got a, uh, we got a spark tree for the one time. Love the content. <laughs> Well, it's if you're in Jersey, it is le- or it's almost legal in Jersey. It's not quite legal yet. I guess they got to work out all the rules. The devil's York, lettuce. It's coming in New York, man. That and gambling. Cuomo said it the it, other day. It's got it. There's so much money in tax revenue that you could that you could bring in with this stuff. And if Jersey's raking it, like everyone's gonna come over from New York to buy their pot in Jersey and then go back to New York. So it's gonna be an issue with people traveling around. I think it's gonna be legal in a lot of states. They're seeing all the revenue coming in. Uh, so it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, let me see. All right, who was the next one up? I think it was Isaiah. Isaiah, let me just find your question real quick. I wish there was an easier way for me to scroll through this stuff. All right. Um, Isaiah says, who is your top player at number one? Who is your top player that falls in the first round and two falls out of the first round falls in the first round um so my favorite player that i think could fall in the first round jamar chase because he he didn't play this year and if there's enough hype over waddle and smith maybe he falls a little bit he's not i don't think he'll make it to 23 i think he's too good to to have him fall that far um my other thought i guess who could fall out of the first round why davis if that injury is not you know that it would not shock me to see him go that far, but you know what? I'll I'll throw a random name out there, and I'm gonna say uh, Gregory Rousseau. He he passed on coming out of the draft or coming out due to COVID this year, uh, so he's coming out of the draft. It wouldn't shock me if that was a a player that could fall later than we thought, because he might be available at 23. I don't know if he makes it out of the first round though. That's that's a little tough. Matt, what do you think? I was gonna say I feel like with Rousseau. If he went in the top 10, that wouldn't surprise me. And if he went at 35, that wouldn't surprise me. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like his range is is huge. Chase is a good one for someone who fall. Anyone who opted out, pretty much not named Penny Sewell, um, mm-hmm. is probably a candidate to fall. Um, I think Wade's value, like we joked about Wade earlier, but I think he was someone who was 
you know, at the back half of first round, early second round, now looks more like a third round in mocks that I've been seeing uh, more recently. So uh, it's, I, I think those are some good ones. Um, Davis, you mentioned, is another good one. Would we consider if Mac Jones goes in round two, would that, would that be considered falling, would you say? I don't think so. It's weird because he, I could see him being someone that could go as high as like pick 20 and as low as like middle of the second round. Like okay. he's an interesting prospect. I don't know how teams are going to view him. Yeah. I'm with uh, you. On that. I think some like, cause I see a lot of people or how many questions have we gotten where it's like, should the jets trade back and take Mac Jones? And I just want to put my head into a wall, but um, I, I really think he's more of a, of a second round player. I think I'd be surprised if he went in the first round. Yeah, I think you said it yesterday. It wouldn't shock me maybe if the Steelers took him at the end of round one and let him, you know, if they have to let Ben sit a year, like have Ben play one more year and, and figure it out that way. Uh, it could be interesting. Guys, we do have a a comment of the day. Wow, we're over a thousand people in this stream. Holy smokes. <laughs> oh, look, it's our it's our buddy. It's our buddy. He's coming back to us. Boom! The green bean. He's back. Um all right, so Greenbean, let's get your your, your thought real quick. Uh, top I don't player agree. that falls in the first round. Actually, wait, before I get this. Guys, we have a question of the day. You can win a shirt or a hat or a mug or something like that. We're going to raffle it off at the end of the stream. All you have to do is go down in the description, click on Greenbean's new YouTube channel, head over to that, leave a comment, subscribe, and like the video, and you'll be entered to win a hat, shirt, or mug at the end of the stream. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on a top player that falls in round one uh, or could come up into round one? The 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 best player that's going to fall in round one, could, you think? It could be. So, like, one some names we kind of threw out there. Uh, I said Jamar Chase, who was considered, like, a top five pick at one point. Since he opted out, I could see maybe he falls a little bit. Not, not to the end of round one, but... Uh, and then Gregory Rousseau is one that I feel like it wouldn't shock me. Like Matt said, could go as high as like top 10, but could fall out of the first round. Like he's his, I think his stock is really volatile. Yeah. I think that's a really good one, man. And these opt out players are going to, you know, are going to be uh, potential to slide because we were mm -hmm. able to see everybody, but you know, what's interesting. I actually think for a guy that was really talked about as potentially the number one wide receiver. There was discussion about him versus Jamar Chase. I think that Rashad Bateman might actually slide similar to how Denzel Mims slid last year. He was not supposed to slide like that. And these, these teams were dumb and I could see Bateman doing some of that as well. And I'm, and I think, I think Rousseau is probably the best. Uh, that's a really, really good one, but I could see Bateman uh, doing that as well. Uh, DJ Sin says Sam scenarios draft Penny Sewell and Wyatt Davis Greenbean style versus trading back, keeping getting a weapon like Devonta Smith with Mims, drooling face. Um, all right, so I'm still on the trade Sam bandwagon. It wouldn't shock me if uh, if for some reason I, I said this in my video earlier. I think that Robert Sala has a really interesting perspective on Sam Darnold because he had to game plan against him this year. He was in the same room as Kyle Shanahan, who could be talking. I, I Who knows? If Robert Sala gets the job and they're moving on from Jimmy G, maybe that's the connection that they need to send Sam Darnold over there and Sala just wants Ooh. to start new. Like, that's something that I could definitely see happen. 
I don't know how they how they work it, if it's their second round pick, if they move up with an additional pick in the first, but I could see that connection lending, lending some uh, knowledge in terms of do we keep Sam? Because if we keep Sam, I think we're trading down and then that could open the door for maybe, uh, you know, Devontae Smith in a trade-down situation. Um, but I would think we'll move on from Sam, and I think we'll take the quarterback at two uh, still. Greenbean, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, actually. But that's a really good point about in the event we were to hire Salah, that connection to the Niners. Like, we, you know, we've been talking about them as a legitimately uh, realistic option for Sam. So this could really grease the tracks uh for something like that to happen i think that would be really cool um yeah i'm on i'm firmly on this on the on the trade sam and not only for us but for him i think that he should go someplace with a true teacher and have a minute that's what i think is best for him and i think for us you don't hire a new coach with a broken quarterback and make their first job to fix a broken quarter that's not what you do you just don't do it and I don't think we're going to because Joe Douglas is actually intelligent. Matt, what do you think about uh, this trade down situation and Sam and, and all that sort of stuff? Don't do it. <laughs> That's nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I should have been scrolling down. Oh no. Did I lose that? I might've lost the, uh, the comment that we had before DJ sin, Anthony, where's Anthony's comment. Oh, I think I lost two comments. All right, so give me two seconds, and I will write up what these comments are. Um, all right, Anthony. Bam. All right, so Anthony says, how do you guys feel about signing Dupree for edge rusher and Robinson at wide receiver? Dupree tore his ACL, so that's the only thing that I'd be concerned about there, as well as the... I shouldn't say the only thing. I'm concerned about how much production he provided versus, you know, TJ Watt and some of the other guys on that defense. Um, I, I like Dupree more than I like uh, Judon personally. Uh, and I love Allen Robinson. So, you know, take that for what it is. Uh, Greenbean, what about you? What do you think about signing Dupree as an edge rusher and Robinson at wide receiver? Yeah, like I said a few a few minutes earlier, I don't really like Dupree uh, as a free agent signing. I just don't. Um you know, I just that's so that's pretty cut and dry for me. He's not the guy I'd go after. Uh, Robinson, on the other hand, is somebody I'm actually hoping that we sign. Like I've shared, I I vacillate uh, back and forth between <laughs> between uh, Godwin and Robinson. Uh, but I think if the chips were all down and all things are equal, you gotta you gotta go with Robinson, man. Robinson and Mims with Crowder would be if the quarterback could get them the ball would be amazing, guys. Amazing. Matt, what do you think about Dupree and Robinson? Um, I love Robinson. Dupree, I would have said yes before the injury. At this, this point, that scares me slightly. So how about instead of Dupree, Judon? Because he has a Joe Douglas connection. Yes. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I also like uh, our boy uh, Jude Jet said something yesterday. Uh, what was it Hendricks or whatever from the Saints? I think it was the uh, same yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, well, I, I'm blanking on his name, but yes, he had like 13 and a half sacks this year. Hendrickson. Yeah, so I, I would, I would be for that. That sounds good. Uh, Dan DePanda, same thing that happened with the with the last super chat. I apologize, I can't get it on the screen, but it says he goes, "Why would we draft a wide receiver high when we have no quarterback?" Dot dot dot. Hi Ryan. 
Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, I, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really want to draft a wide receiver high. I mean, you could get me on board with Smith or Chase if we decide to go no receiver in free agency. Um, but we have a lot of money and a lot of teams don't. So I would rather spend the money on free agent wide receiver that's proven. Give the quarterback someone who's already developed. Don't worry about it, trying to develop guys right now at the wide receiver position when you're already training Mims. Um, yeah, so that that's my thought. Matt, what do you think about wide receiver high in the draft with no quarterback? Um, don't, don't do it. Um, I, I, I would rather sign one and take one in the third round to be like your fourth wide receiver. That would be my play. Grimmie, what do you think about wide receiver high in this draft? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I do agree with, you know, getting, you know, not having a quarterback. I think that's why we're going to take one. I really do. Somebody was in the chat saying there's absolutely no way that Joe Douglas takes a quarterback high, and I have to disagree. I think that it's really a great opportunity to put your stamp on a team by taking a quarterback uh, in the, you know, in the top five of a draft. I think it's great. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't bypass that because you can get some really nifty receivers a little bit later. The third round is going to still have some pretty good wide receivers in it, I'd say. So that would be the smarter way to go. Uh, Mr. Marcus says, thank you for the super chat. Uh, he says, how about Sewell at two, Leatherwood or Slater at 23, and Patrick Jones at 34, Gainwell in the third, wide receiver Schwartz with a second round pick, uh, and then sign Sheriff or Thune. That is a shit ton <laughs> Of offensive yeah. hogs holy uh -huh. smokes leatherwood sewell <laughs> and thuni that is a ton of resources devoted there that said yes let's do it um no i, <laughs> I look i don't want sewell at two that's that's kind of i'm pretty firm on that one at this point um leatherwood or slater at 23 i you could talk me into it but I, i'd rather not spend a first round pick on a a tackle I'm pretty sure Leatherwood's a tackle, right? I think they're both tackles. Yeah. Um, guard like Wyatt Davis, or or if you think one of these guys could slide into guard, sure. You know, you could get me on board with it. Patrick Jones at 34, I think all of us like. Gainwell in the third is someone I've been championing for like six months now. <laughs> then uh, wide receiver Schwartz in the third. I, I honestly I do not know enough about him, um, but I love Sheriff Fortuny, so that would be uh, that would be my my perspective. Matt, what do you think? Why don't we see if DeBrickashaw could come out of retirement too and just completely build this wall? This is—it's <laughs> uh, a, lot of, a lot of offensive line. Um, I'm I'm about adding a a guard in free agency and a guard early in this draft, early being in the first three rounds, let's say, and then maybe another tackle in round four to six. But um, I, I'm not about taking that many uh, offensive linemen that high. Guys, if you want to get in on a shirt giveaway, we're doing it tonight at 9.55. We're going to do it right at the end of the stream. All you have to do is click on the first link in the description. It's Green Bean's new YouTube channel. All you got to do is follow it. You hit subscribe, you like the video, and you leave a comment, and you'll be entered to win a hat, shirt, or mug at the end of the stream, and we'll raffle that off. Guys, we got 1,000 people in here, 1,018 wow, concurrent viewers, yeah. and then I have 1,054. So, I mean, <laughs> Facebook really picking up the, uh, the steam over there with like 40 guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, damn, this is the first time we've broken a thousand that it was not a draft stream. So thank you guys for being part of, uh, of history for us. It's definitely, yeah. uh, definitely nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Richard J coming in with a super chat says, I know a lot of jet fans still believe in Darnold and I'm not saying he will never be good. I just believe that he needs a change of scenery and draft a quarterback. 
that's exactly what I think all three of us are, are pretty much saying at this point. We all really, really like Sam, but it's just a matter of finances, a matter of time, and just a matter of a, a new head coach being stuck with a quarterback that he didn't draft and a GM that didn't draft him. So I hope Sam I hope Sam becomes a Hall of Famer wherever he goes. Like I have no problem with that as long as we get a guy that like you know, can start in the league for a little bit. <laughs> like, I, like I, I'm not going to be upset if Sam goes on to have a successful career because I think the right move is to move on from him. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts on the change of scenery and Sam Darnold? Yeah, well, I know this is one of those topics that, you know, look, I, I get it why people are trying to find reasons to stick with Sam Darnold. I get it. I have that same that same feeling toward him. But like you said, Ryan, like when you look at we're going to have to be paying this guy in the $20 million range soon, um, more than that, actually, he's really regressed very far. You're bringing in a new head coach. You don't want the first job for the head coach to be to try to fix someone who – you know, who's really quite frankly broken in, in many ways. You saw it in the last game. He cannot read the defense. He can't do it right now, man. Now, I, like, I think he's redeemable, but it's going to take a minute. And that's not the way you want to start a new era. Really, Joe Douglas's team now for the first time, it's been Joe Douglas's team for a little bit over a week. It's going to be Robert Sala or whoever has, you know, whoever the head coaches is, is his team. This is their team. Why start that with a guy who's $20 million and broken? You just clean it. You, you just clean it. It makes sense. Our emotions have us tied to Sam. We all feel the same things. Nine out of 10 of us do it. We all feel it. But intellectually, it makes no fucking sense to stick with Sam Darnold. None. <laughs> Matt, what are you thinking on this topic? Yeah, it's Green Bean said it best right there. It's the emotional attachment to Sam. Uh, financially, it makes more sense to restart that clock because you're you're more likely to be a, a competitive team with your quarterback on his rookie deal, having to pay a quarterback $25 million, let's say, uh, and him be a complete question mark scares the life out of me. Yeah, uh, they're not going to pick up the fifth-year option, so that's what it would have to be. You put yourself in a situation like the Bears are in right now with Mitch Trubisky. With, like, what do you do? Do you just let him walk and lose him for nothing? Or do you pay him and regret it after six games into the next year um so i i don't want to be in that spot so i would rather take this opportunity where you're picking in the top two and take one of the three very very good quarterback prospects so history is going to repeat itself and we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot we're going to give sam darnold a contract extension because we flirted with a, a prospective quarterback deshaun watson and he's going to hurt his feelings and we're going to be stuck with sam just like we gave Sanchez, a contract extension after year three, after we flirted with Peyton Manning. That's what's going to happen, and I'm going to be so sad, I'm going to cry about it. No, I hope it doesn't happen. I agree with Matt and Greenbean. The $25 million a year, uh, fifth-year option isn't going to happen because it's fully guaranteed for injury, so God forbid he goes down with an injury this year. You would have to be on the hook for that $25 million in the next year, and you may not get to play him at all. So uh, Sam will get moved, or what you could see, I, I think he gets moved by the draft, or during the draft, or... Maybe Joe Douglas does what he did in Philadelphia or what they did in Philadelphia. They hold on to Sam Bradford through the preseason, wait for someone to get hurt, and then flip him for a first-round pick. If we're getting something like a fourth-round pick for Sam, I think we hold on to him, but I think more than likely we'll get a little bit higher uh, value for him. Uh, Jack Burke had an interesting question. What would you trade back for 
to number five? Like, what would it take you to get to that point in the draft? Uh, Matt, I'll kick it to you first. What would you do? Uh, what would have to happen for you to trade back to number five? Um, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for this because I really don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I, um, what would have to happen? I, I would have to be blown away. So let's say two first round picks to do it additionally with the swap. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Greenby, what about you? What is it? Uh, I'm sorry. What, I'm like what would it take? Chat over here. Uh, that's all right. What, what would it take for you to go back to number five? Ooh. Hmm. What would it take for me to go back to number five from two? <laughs> At least this year's second and probably a first next year. That's what I would, that's what it would take for me. Yeah, for me to go back to, to five, I need Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and then for some yeah. reason we didn't give up the second overall pick, and then we trade down. That's what it that's what it would take for me. I don't think I'm I'm moving back <laughs> to five. It would have to be a haul of picks or yeah. the the uh or we'd have to be super confident in Sam Darnold with the new head coach, and I just don't see it happening. Uh I apologize, Anthony, I can't find the super chat for some reason. I'm in the right time frame, but it's not it's just not there. Uh, he says, if Urban Meyer goes to Jacksonville and there is a chance they take Fields over Lawrence, uh, there's been rumors Fields is his preferred quarterback. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Or actually, I'll go to Greenbean first. Greenbean, what do you think about Fields over Lawrence potentially if, if Urban Meyer goes to Jacksonville? Yeah, I think it's not happening. Uh, I liked it too. Like when that first came out, you remember I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I said, oh man, I'm going to grab onto this one and just play with it all offseason. It's already gotten out of being able for you know me being able to play with it it's just it's not real right now now if fields lights it up in the combine and really does some things you know maybe there's a a slight chance i just don't see it man especially after the alabama game not to say one game did it but he really needed to have a, a great showing in that game to step on top of that clemson game and while I think Fields is going to be in the, he's going to be the second pick most likely, uh, the second quarterback. But I just don't see him leapfrogging Trevor Lawrence. I, I just don't. Matt, what do you think about the idea of Fields going before Lawrence? Uh, it, it's not going to happen. I was trying to think of a percentage. It's like ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that it's going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't buy into it. Even if Urban Meyer went there, I, I still think he's taking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, for me, it's the easiest, safest pick you can make as a new GM or as a new head coach. No one's going to question you taking Trevor Lawrence. You take Justin Fields, it could be a huge boom, or it could be your your head on the chopping block. Um, ooh, sorry. Michael says, how about a trade of Darnold and number 23 to the Niners for number 12 and a third-round pick? Thoughts? Um, I think if anything, the Jets would have to give up, um, I guess 23 and Sam is, is probably enough for me to go up that high. I don't know if I'd need another pick back because you're getting pretty close uh, to the top 10 there. Uh, now, I, we did this yesterday. We were looking at the trade value chart. That would put, for us to go from 23 up to 12, it's a 500-point difference. That puts the trade value of Sam at uh, 500 points and a second-round pick. So... I like that value. That that makes sense to me. I would prefer maybe an additional second round pick and just stay at 23. It, it kind of depends who's at 12. Like, who are we going up to get that we like so much that we have to get up to 12? Um, 
Let me just pull up Tankathon real quick because I'm curious to see who is behind or who is in who is behind the the 49ers. So the Chargers, the Vikings, the Patriots are all hovering at 13, 14, 15. I don't know who we'd be leapfrogging them for. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think, Matt? Um, I would do it for. For twenty three to the nine, Darnold and twenty three to the Niners for twelve. Yeah, I would do that in a second. I, I think that would be a smart play. Um, now, who are you going to, up to get? Patrick Patrick Sertan still sitting there. Then that's a real nice find at corner. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're thinking you're going to take a corner and you don't know what you're going to get for Sam, like if Sam, maybe no one's offering a second round pick. Maybe that's just the that's the deal that no one wants to give up a pick for Sam, and you're better off just sliding up. A bunch of picks it's not unheard of i'm pretty sure it was the eagles with joe douglas actually actually no joe douglas wasn't there yet he came in after the draft the eagles traded up with kiko alonso to get up to the eighth pick with the dolphins originally before they traded up to number two to get carson wentz a uh, similar thing happened with the bills they traded with i believe it was cincinnati one of the offensive linemen uh and were, were kind of able to work their way up that's how they got up to i think pick seven in the draft um so it's not unheard of. I like it a lot. Um, Green Bean, did I get your thoughts yet? No, but in fairness, I don't even know what we're talking about. So is it uh, what we would <laughs> tra- tra- trade yeah. up twenty three and Darnold to twelve? And who would we take there? Kind of a thing. Sure. Number one, I would do it if it look mm-hmm. whatever you can get for Sam Darnold. I th- you know unless it's just you know like anything up there first two rounds kind of movement progressing, you know, forward toward uh, higher quality players. I think you take it, you do it. If it's, if it's a second round pick, you do it. If it's using Sam in 23 to get up to 12, you do it. Like that's how I see it. Um, So I would definitely do that. And I would probably want to take one of the receivers. I think, I think Bateman is going to be there. I think one of Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith are going to be there. I also think um, Kyle Pitts might be there. Um, and if you if you're there with and you already have your quarterback and Kyle Pitts is sitting there, you jump at it. That's that's how I see it. Um, but then again, you know you can go edge. You know I mean there's a lot you can do up at twelve, man. And I you know. Shit, and so look, you, if, if you want cornerback, Caleb Farley's probably going to be there too because I think Sertain is going to go first. Here's what's happening. We're going to trade up to 12, just like he said, and we're not going to take the cornerback. We're going to take Kyle Pitts, like Greenbean said, because the offensive passing game coordinator, our new offensive coordinator, is going to want to replicate Kittle out on the West Coast, and that's how we're going to wind up with Kyle Pitts. Bam! Mic drop. See? Walk away. What do you think? See? Finally. Hey, Evan in the chat. We did it, buddy. We did it. We got Ryan on board with the tight end. <laughs> I can you could talk me into pits. If especially if we get someone from the 49ers who did so well with Kittle, you could sign me up with that. Now I still want to have Herndon do well, but I mean if if they see him as a generational tight end, go for it. I'm I'm cool with having Herndon and Pitts if we have to. Uh, Theo, thank you so much for the super chat. It says, how much do you think it takes to keep May? Matt, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say four years at $40 million. So $10 million a year. Green Bean, what for about who? you? For who? For Marcus May. What, is, what does it cost to keep him? Yeah, that's right in the pocket. 
I'd love to try to get him at nine, but I think we're going to get him for ten million dollars a year, and I think he that's good. I think he deserves. All right, it. so so let me rattle off a few uh, average annual salaries so we can kind of judge this. Buda Baker's getting four point seven. Eddie Jackson four six. Kevin Bard fourteen one. Uh, Tyron Matthew fourteen. Landon Collins fourteen. Devin McCourty eleven five. Justin Simmons eleven four. Anthony Harris eleven four. Kareem Jackson eleven. Uh, and then Lamarcus Joyner, Harrison Smith, and Logan Ryan are all sitting around ten million dollars. So, if I'm looking at that. <laughs> With the cap going down, I really think the Jets are going to franchise tag him. I think that's what's going to happen unless he he signs the you know a, I don't want to say a team friendly deal, but a relatively reasonable contract. Like if he's looking for fifteen million, I think I think we tag him. Um, I would like to sign him. I would say four years, forty eight million, with like two and a half years guaranteed of that is is what it takes to to keep May. Um, I'm sorry, Greenby. Greenby, I threw it to you, right? I don't know. Yes. You said okay, no. <laughs> I, I didn't want to move on. I'm just like I'm all over the place trying to yeah, like. I love you, man. But go I don't through know all what's these things. Uh, multivitamins comes back in with a super chat saying, "Don't think it'll happen," and I'm sure I know the answer. But we are on the clock, and Fields, Wilson, and Trevor are on the board. Who do you take? Trevor is my guy. Yeah, if if you had the pick of all three quarterbacks, like let's say in some crazy situation, Sewell goes one or Smith goes one. Um, I'm taking Trevor. It's the safest pick, I think, and it, it seems like it makes the most sense to me. Uh, Green Bean, what do you think about all three quarterbacks being on the board? Who are you taking? All three? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, without question. Matt, what do opinion. you think? Yeah, it's Lawrence head and shoulders above the other two. Uh, to me, the, the debate comes when you get to Wilson and Fields. I think you can make a legit case for either of those two. Right. Uh well said. Hey, can I ask you guys a question real quick? Sure. Wasn't Mitch Trubisky traded to the Chiefs this year? How did he get back on the Bears? I don't know what's going on. I feel like it's, you know that, what do they call that thing when you remember something? It's like the Berenstein Bears and all. The, remember that? You know that? What's that oh, called? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's the, the Bernstein Bears or the Berenstein Bears. And yeah, everyone like, remembers it one he, way. Mitch was yeah, never traded. He was, he was traded to the Chiefs for a fifth or something like that. I think your old age is uh, making you misremember Dude, things. Dude, my, <laughs> my son. I'm telling you, I think you're, I, I'm it pretty it confident you're wrong. Um, because, yeah, no. I mean, oh, Mandela effect. That's what it's called. It's because people think that's what it's, it's the Mandela effect. Because people think J, uh, Nelson Mandela died in like the 90s. I think is what it was, or the 80s. They they you, you talk to people, they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I remember that happened, and then he died like not that long ago, and they're like, wait, holy shit, that actually like happened. Yeah, I thought uh, meant. So listen, so listen. I just Googled it, and it says the Chicago Bears have finally given up on Mitch Trubisky experiment, moved on from the 25-year-old quarterback. General Manager Ryan Pace shipped Trubisky to the Chiefs for a 2024th-round draft pick, 108th overall, and that's exactly what I remember. So, holy smokes, what is really? Well, that was what, a while. Who's the Who's the source? When did that come out? <laughs> like, how did that like? NBC Sports, Mitch Trubisky lands with the Chiefs. But this is March, so I don't know what happened. None of you guys remember this? I'm Not like seeing all. him playing. I'm like, how the fuck is he back on the Bears? I don't even know what's happening. I was going to say that that doesn't make sense. Who remembers me. it? Nope. Nope. You guys <laughs> you guys are saying the onion in there. 
Uh, Jake says, uh, if Sal is hired and a Shanahan-style offense is used, what is your ideal three-headed monster at running back? He says Marlon Mack, P. Ryan, and Gainwell would be mean. Uh, no Najee. Matt, what do you think of a three-headed monster? I, I'm still in a pretzel over this Trubisky thing. I, I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, sorry. Marlon Mack, P. Ryan, and Gainwell? Mm-hmm. Uh Where's Ty Johnson at, man? I, I I would rather if you're signing Marlon Mack, then I say you don't take Gainwell, you stick with Ty Johnson instead. But yeah, I w- I would do that. Guys, it's Green. big news. J- Jets have offered Salah a contract. The chat's blowing up. Is it actually fact? I'm, I was trying to look it up, but I don't. Uh, Everybody's. I mean, there's like ten people in there saying it right now. It's one person in the true. chat. No good. Ten people in the chat, more solid, more solid. This is I'm on Jet solid. Nation. I don't see anything. That's what I usually take that as my Yeah, Jet Nation's good. Right. They're on it. I would say there's I don't know if this is true yet. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's the, the trolls in the chat, man. Don't feed the trolls. I'm not trying to feed them. Green bean fed them. No. I know, but they they all jumped on it at the same time. It was like, boom, 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 boom. You know, unless they're all talking to each other. But Robbie, Robbie's in there. He's good. Right, Robbie? You're, I trust you, you fuck. You lying? Maybe that's, that's <laughs> got to be the same guys who broke the uh, Trubisky to KC story. Then. Oh, that's Maybe. definitely what it is. Matt, uh, Google, Google Mitch Trubisky traded to the Chiefs. It's I, everywhere. <laughs> Not everywhere. It's on this one site. Bear You're down. wrong. You're so wrong, Green No, no, no. But I want to hear just, your thoughts. I, Shut up, Greenbeam. What do you want as your three-headed monster? <laughs> Sorry. My three-headed monster? Like yes, a, running back. Realistic? Yes. Or like what I want? Uh, I would like Wilson, Najee Harris, and Rashad Bateman. I would take – so I would have P. Ryan, Ty Johnson – Oh, what are you talking? I'm fucking. I'm. I'm talking about like quarterback, running back. Why That's all right. That's not, I'm not paying attention to you. I'm trying. I'm looking at the chat blowing up like crazy. Just left me. April Foolington is what they're. <laughs> Ryan left me there. He's like, okay, thanks I... for the answer. Anyway, he it's left. Like, oh, me. great stuff. Okay, yeah. No, I'm taking. <laughs> oh, God, gain. I like Gainwell a lot. I, I like Marlon Mack. I don't think you. I, I'm with Matt though. I, I don't think you draft a running back and sign a running back. I think you do one or the other. Gus Edwards oh, would be the one. God. No, the, on this website, we got to we got to put this. To it. The website is called Let's Bear Down, and the article is written by I swear to God source April Foolington. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. It was definitely. It was like oh, it happened April first this past year. It's so weird. Yeah. Ugh, Green bean. That's killing funny. Me. Triple right. twenty nine, Rob. I oh, don't know. It's it's valid question. Valid question. Says thoughts yeah. on this move. Sam twenty three and both firsts and both next year's first for Watson. Trade back from two. Pick up a first next season and draft a wide receiver. I should be GM. I would do that. I would give up that many picks for for Watson. Um, I said three first round picks or two first round picks. And Sam, if you could find a way not to give up number two and give up. You know, the other three first-round picks plus Sam, 100%. I'm in on it because uh, I think you could trade down from two and you could get a really nice haul of picks to really, really do well. Um, Greenbean, what do you think about trading Sam 23 and both first next year to get Watson? No. What about you, Matt? 
now my everyone is uh sending me screenshots now on Instagram of some an unverified person saying that Salah has been offered a contract. So I'm still not buying that. Sorry, now we got to get back to the, this whole thing has gone <laughs> off the rails. It's, it's yeah. Uh, so okay, it's, Sam twenty three, both next year's first for Watson. Trade back from two up first next season and drip. That's confusing, but sure. Yeah, I'm in. Let's let's call it. I'm in on that. So yeah, I had one person send it to me uh, in discussions with a close friend of mine with ties to the Jets sources. Uh, the belief is that the team has put an offer on the table for Salah. No further unexpected. There, that's unconfirmed. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> sorry, friend, about that. my uncle, my uncle yeah. said. Uh, so Rob coming in with super chat. If Carolina offers the Jets the eighth pick, their second, their third, and next year's first, would you do it? Fields is just as risky as Darnold, just cheaper. Oh man, um, first, second, third. Ah, it's so hard. If you don't believe in the quarterbacks, then yeah, I, I would trade down and I would I would consider that. I I don't really want to go down to eight. I would probably see if Atlanta wants to make a move first. But you could get me on board with uh, getting a first next year, the eighth this year, and then a second and third. Uh, Matt, what do you think? No, I don't want to move down to eight. I think that's too far. Green Bean, what do you think? Yeah, I don't want to go to eight either. It's too it's too far down. You you know you're not going to get. I don't know. I don't like it either. All right, that's fair. Um, let's see. Bloodlust sends in a super chat. I apologize, I can't get it on the screen. Uh, says, if Urban Meyer goes to Jacksonville, is there a chance? Wait a second. What did I just do? Did I? Am I flipping all over the place? No, someone definitely brought this up already. Did I? Okay, yeah, someone else brought it up. Uh, no, we don't think, we all think Lawrence is still the first pick. I don't think you roll the dice on uh, the risk of potentially blowing the, the quarterback pick. Uh, take the safe bet, save your own job. Um who's yeah. this Dimitri coming in with a super chat. Uh, he says, who has a better grade coming out of college, Darnold or fields or Wilson? I believe McShay and, and uh, Kuiper both said Sam had the higher grade. The issue is we're not so much worried about the, the grade aspect of it. We're more worried about the contract and Sam going into his third offensive system and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, Matt, you have anything to say as far as, uh, you know, uh, I think all three of those guys are close. I think uh, Fields might have had the better reputation. Um, I would say Darnold and Wilson are probably close. Um, see, the thing with Darnold is he had that hype at the end of uh, the 2016 season, that Rose Bowl game. And then his last year, he was like up and down. So it was originally thought, okay, this is this consensus number one quarterback. And then it became a question as the year went on. Um, but I would say that he's probably right there or maybe a little bit a notch below Fields or Wilson. Greenbean, what do you think about Darnold's grade compared to Fields or Wilson? Who do you think was rated higher coming out of college? Oh, I, I don't I don't really know, man. You know, I could make guesses and stuff. Wilson's uh, Fields <laughs> is rated higher than Darnold. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Mumtaz coming in with a super chat saying Fields throws wobbly ball, kind of floating without much arc or touch. He is Kaepernick 2.0. Zach Wilson throws better ball and known for reading defenses better. Uh, would keep Sam over both of them, though. 
man, Fields is Kaepernick. I don't know if I agree with that. Kaepernick had a strong arm. Like, that. that's something I can't really knock him for. Fields seems like a pretty smart guy. Um, I think the wobbly balls that we sort of saw yesterday were more an issue of his his health more than anything else because he's got a pretty nice deep ball. I, I don't know how to make heads or tails of that. What do you think, Matt? I, 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 I Kaepernick 2.0. I think that's, that's a stretch. That's a big stretch. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't keep Sam Darnold over, over both of those guys. And I don't like the comparison to Kaepernick. I don't think that's a good player comp. If you want to say Trey Lance is closer to Colin Kaepernick, you can maybe sell me on that, but I don't think you've watched Justin Fields enough. Greenbean, what do you think yeah. about, uh, this whole thing? Why they're saying that Justin Fields is going to cause a whole bunch of controversy and grow his hair really high. Is that what they're trying to say? Is sure. That, I mean, we'll, I we'll roll with that. I mean, you can say anybody, you know what I mean? But it's just, no, I don't, I don't think it's that at all. And I think, I actually think Justin Fields' deep ball is pretty. I think it's, think it's, uh, it's beautiful to watch, quite frankly. Um, we got Noel coming in with a super chat. Let me just figure out how to do this. Um, bam. He says, I see a lot of Jet fans thinking we can get a day one pick for Sam. Is that actually realistic? I feel like, uh, I feel if we were fans of any other team, none of us would really want him. Your unbiased thoughts. That's sort of where I put myself, but I was in the same you know, boat with Jamal. I thought we'd be lucky to get a first and a third for Jamal. We wound up getting two firsts and a third. So my my trade radar is totally all wonky. Um, do I think we could get a first for Sam? Yeah. I mean, it might be, a, a you know, Sam and a third for a first or something like that. Like, you might have to sweeten the pot a little bit. But I think you can get a day one pick out of him. Um, would I give it up? Again, I said no. I think two makes a little more sense. Uh, Greenbean, what do you think? Do you think it's realistic we get a shot at getting a day one pick for Sam? The only way would be, well, no, I think there's a very slim chance at the back end of the first, like, um, but you know, I thought the Steelers would be over there. So I thought like if the Steelers made it to like, you know, the Super Bowl or, you know, the, a the AFC championship game, maybe they would be willing because they're not going to get a quarterback that late, um, that they feel as high on. Um, but I think it's probably not going to happen. What you just said, Ryan, using a third and Sam to get back in the first, maybe. Um, but I think it's more likely that we use Sam and our late first to move up than it is Sam and a third to get up first. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I think it's unlikely that he has that. But I think the way that the, that the question was posed as well like if you were a gm would you want sam would you be willing to give up a first for sam and the answer is no man i mean not me as much as i love sam donald as a you know i wanted him to be great and everything but there's no way i'm giving up a first for sam donald it's just not happening so i think matt, we have to look at it realistically like that sure matt what do you think agree i think it's a day two pick and i think that's fair um uh, there is going to be a team like for instance, Chicago's in a really tough spot. Where the, where the hell are they picking? The 18? Something like that? They, probably. I'll pull it up real quick. They are at 17? I can't 20. So they're oh, 20 right now. Okay, yeah. So they're probably not in a spot to get a quarterback. So if you're telling me that they could trade for Sam Donald for a second-round pick and it, have him and Mitch compete going into next year for the job, then they might, they might do that. I just... 
I don't think a team is going to give up a first round pick. Um, not not at this point. If he play, if he played like he did last year and threw for thirty eight hundred yards, twenty five touchdowns, ten interceptions, then the Jets probably aren't picking second. But um, then you can maybe make that case that he can get a first round for him. So, hypothetical question here. Uh, so the Chicago pick is twenty. What if the Jets trade Sam? And would they have to give up twenty three or thirty four to get the twentieth pick? And Khalil Mack, if they're trying to unload salary. Khalil Mack's on the older side of things now. I think he's like 31. Um, I, could be, I could be wrong. Let me, let me pull it up. Um, I'm just thinking, like, if we need an edge rusher, is there any, any way to trade Sam to the Bears with picks in some capacity to, to facilitate that? Uh, he's their highest paid player. He's $26.6 million against their salary cap this year. Um... And a trade of Khalil Mack would save them five million dollars. I don't know. I don't know what to do. What do you think, Matt? Um, Mack would be thirty-one for the twenty twenty-one season. And how much money is he getting? So uh, for the Bears, it would be twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-five, twenty-three over these next four years. But for the Jets, it would be uh, seventeen, nineteen. 22-22. I think that's going to come back to bite him in a couple of years. I think they could get away with it in maybe this year, but then after that, I think that contract's going to become an issue. I think that's fair. Um, all right. Uh, Tom said... Oh, someone needs a timeout over here. <laughs> I'm getting blasted. Um, Tom says, shout out to my dog, April Foolington. Just throwing a little shade towards uh, <laughs> towards uh, towards Green Bean there. Uh, loyal sports, uh, loyal media sports podcast. Ali jumping in the chat. He says misery is almost done, my people. Uh, man, dude, I just can't wait for this whole fucking thing to be done. I'm I'm so ready for <laughs> for a new head coach at this point. Um, all right, who we got here? Um, Ali sent me a good uh, a good quote from Robert Sala. If you, if you want me to share that. Yeah, Off- yeah, what is it? Offense, defense, special teams, it doesn't matter. It's the mindset of the person in charge that creates an atmosphere in which players compete and players fight for one another and players have a genuine love for each one another. Oh, hell That yeah. sounds an awful lot like the... Uh, the. I think I had a video clip in my Salah video today where he was talking about it, or it was part of that same interview, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was in reference to Pete Carroll... Uh, being the leader as a defensive head coach and the atmosphere they create, but I, I, he's absolutely right. It absolutely relies on, uh, on on team atmosphere and everything and and culture. Uh, Mike jumps in with a super chat, says trade the pick, give Sam Devonta and Najee Harris, and address corner, and LOL in second round and on. <laughs> just, just laugh out loud the rest of the, the rest of the way out. Um, LOL. It's oh, I. it's IOL. <laughs> yeah. See, so so see, I said LOL because I have this little. Oh, I can't even really see it. Okay, it is IOL. Interior offensive line in the second round. That makes a lot more sense. Um. Yeah. No. I. Oh, God. If you roll with Sam, you gotta trade down and just friggin' load up this team. I just have no idea if that's the right move or not. Um, Matt, if you roll with Sam, would you do this? Okay. Uh. 
I guess. And then like the, the excuses would have to stop at that point. Like we can't do anything. There's no more. The coach thinks there's no more. He doesn't have any weapons. There's no more. The line is bad. There's no more. It was partly cloudy that day. Nothing. It's that's it. There's no more excuses. So I guess, yeah, if, if we're keeping Sam, then sure. Um, Greenbean, would you do that trade? The uh, If you're keeping Sam, you, you get Devonta, Najee, and an interior offensive lineman at 34? Muted. Muted. Sure. Sorry. Oh. Uh, I know. I <laughs> have, have you ever seen the video of the the grandma and grandpa that try to take the picture on the on the webcam and they smile, <laughs> and it's actually video recording? That's what it sort of looked like with the uh, <laughs> with the muted mic yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I'm sorry, not the grandma uh-huh. and grandpa, but you you know what I mean. No, no, I, I of course I don't. I don't. You know, I'm I'm with it, man. I'm fucking hip, dude. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, I think, look, if we, if the new coach comes in and says, like, let's say Salah brings Kafka with him, and Kafka goes, dude, Sam's absolutely fixable. Give me a week with that kid. And that's what, and they want to do that, then trading back is the move if you want to do that. Like, even when guys say you take Stool up there, I wouldn't do that. I would trade back and, and acquire as much as you can. Now, if you can get Devontae Smith and – uh, Najee Harris in that and then go with like Creed Humphrey at 34 or Josh Myers or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it would be a slam dunk. I would like that. I mean, you know, you can argue edge, whatever, but I think it would be great. That'd be a smart type of trade. Multivitamins coming in with another super chat says, who is the best head coach in football, Belichick or Saban? Uh, the best head coach in football is neither. <laughs> it's actually Sean Payton. Uh, the best cheater Definitely Belichick. Uh, if I if you gave me Belichick or Saban, I would take Belichick because he's just really good at finding all the all the loopholes and rules. I hate the guy, but that would be the the route I'd go. Saban, on the other hand, is just at a recruiting powerhouse. Is he able to do the same things if he's at a different school? Uh, I mean, if it's still a you know a top five, ten recruiting school, probably. But you know, I, I think there. I think Saban has a little bit of an edge going to uh, being at Alabama. Matt, what do you think? Best head coach in football? Um, I would say Belichick, head coach. Saban's the better GM, though. Uh, he's better at finding players. So he gets he gets that for him. Oh, that's a, that's a good answer. Greenbean, what do you think? Who's the best uh, head coach in football? Well, uh, Belichick, there's a lot to be said for how much he cheats. And you have to – I mean, I know it sounds like an excuse, but it's true. He's been caught treating, cheating uh, no Both less times. than three times. Um, you know what I mean? No, that's what he's caught, man. Um, so anyway, I think that all said, he's one of the finest defensive minds to ever be on the sideline. And I think he's a fantastic head coach as well. And Saban came to the NFL for two years. Let's not forget that he failed miserably. Um, so he's good at that level. So I think there is a difference, but I would probably say Belichick with that is fair. If that's the question, Andy reads in the, in the discussion too. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, Reed, Reed and Sean Payton would be my two guys. Like I know Sean Payton's got the whole, the, got the whole yeah, bounty gate thing tied to him, but I, I like Sean Payton a lot. I think he can run offense. Same with Andy Reed. Uh, Bill McCoy jumping in says Mac Jones with second, first round pick to compete with Sam. I don't <laughs> love, I don't love the idea of taking, if you, 
if you're taking a quarterback, I think you have to trade Sam. Um, if you say, hey, I'm okay with Sam and we're not getting what we're, you know, what we want in a trade with Sam and Mac Jones is there at 23 and you do like him, sure. You know, I, I guess, yeah. And then maybe you trade Sam like uh, Douglas did in the preseason for a first round pick for a team that, that loses an injured quarterback. But I, I don't know. That's a, that's a, a, a hard no for me as far as Mac Jones at the, in the second to compete with Sam. Greenbean, what do you think? Um, I, I don't hate that. It was one of my earlier kind of contemplations. Like if you're going to roll with Sam, if you were going to do that and you trade back to, and you get an extra second and some thirds and the next year first, some nice capital. Um, taking another, uh, one of those later quarterbacks would be smart in my, uh, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask. Uh, one of those guys, Jimmy Newman, um, even like Trey Lance, who might slide down further than people think. Um, so I think that would be smart if you're going to roll with Sam because you trade back, get capital, use some of an insurance policy. I like it. Matt, what do you think about Mac Jones? Uh, I think he is a uh, second-round player. I would not feel comfortable betting on him being a franchise quarterback. Um, I, I can't, I can't do it. And I don't think it's a good idea to, um, keep Sam around to quote unquote, compete with whatever rookie that is. You got to just cut bait and completely move on. Um, all right. Mumtaz jumping in with super chat saying don't fields Wilson don't fields Wilson types out of college. Uh, every other, every, hold on. Let me read this again. Don't fields Wilson types come out of college every year. Other than new factor, what is special about them had lower grade than Sam? So, Mumtaz, the, the whole issue with me with with this whole these guys are graded slightly lower than Sam or lower than Sam, it's the whole contract. If you can convince – if the head coach can convince himself that Sam is fixable and redeemable and maybe you go out and you offer Sam a contract that's, you know, more reasonable than what his fifth-year option would be and maybe you get a third year out of it, I mean, they did it with Sanchez. I don't love it. Um, my biggest fear would be holding on to a quarterback too long and, and not taking the quarterback when they fall in your laps, just like what happened with Watson and Mahomes. We held on to Hackenberg. I don't want to see that happen to us again. Just right. rip the Band-Aid off and go with uh, the new quarterback. Matt, what do you think about the the thought process of, of these guys having lower grades than Sam? I don't, I don't agree with that. I think they're all pretty close and they don't have three years of questionable tape at the NFL level. So I think that's a big reason for why they're taking the quarterback. I'm going to get Greenbean's take and then we have one more question. But guys, if you want to get entered to win this hat shirt or mug, we're going to go a little over 10 o'clock, but we'll, we'll, we'll raffle that off as soon as we're done with this, uh, this next question. Uh, all you have to do is click on the link in the description down below. Follow, uh, subscribe to Greenbean's new YouTube channel. And then just leave a comment on that video, hit the like button, and you'll be entered to, to win a hat shirt or mug right after this. Uh, Grimbean, what do you think about Fields, Wilson, and every other college guy coming out as like the new thing if they have a lower yeah. grade than Sam? What's the what's the deal there? 
I think, well, they're right. I mean, every year, almost every year, uh, it seems like, you know, everybody talks about the quarterbacks, you know, being the next franchise guy. But I think that it's it's accurate. I mean, these, you know, just because there were four strong quarterbacks in the class previously doesn't mean the guys coming out aren't potentially franchise quarterbacks. I think you just got to rely on your evaluation. I mean, that's what that, that's why it's so important to have a legitimate scouting team and a legitimate personnel department guys who know what they're looking at so they know the difference between you know if the just the hot guys this year are, are just there because they're the only quarterbacks this year or if they're legitimately uh potential franchise guys so i think you just depend on your on your guys and that's how you differentiate between the two uh josh Sorensen coming in says great show guys no question comes to mind here is my top six tailgate foods chicken queso and chips pulled pork burger sausage skirt steak uh -oh. um man okay I, if i had to pick my top tailgate food and it's not really a tailgate food it's but but it's my favorite food to have on football sundays uh it's buffalo chicken dip i love buffalo chicken dip basically any kind of dip you could get me on board with um, in terms of actual tailgate food, oh, God, it's hard not to have wings on that list, I think, for me. Pulled pork is delicious, though. I'll say pulled pork, then wings in an actual tailgate, but buffalo chicken dip is, like, hands down my, my, top, my top snack food. What about you, Matt? Uh, I got steak, burger, um, chicken, three, and then maybe I'll go sausage for actual tailgate. Big chips and salsa guy, so that's probably my go-to, like, snack for a game. Uh, but you can get me in on some buffalo chicken dip. I like that. So good. Green Bean, what are your thoughts on your top tailgate food? Wings. My wings. And if we all ever get together again, you know, like again, if we all ever get together for a tailgate, I'll be sure to make about 500 wings, and you guys will see what I'm talking about. I'll fucking crush your, your soul uh, with my wings. They're that good. You'll well, cry. We'll definitely... You'll call your mother. I think we'll definitely get the opportunity to do, to do a tailgate. We'll, we'll have some info on that at some point in the future once we have it a little more ironclad with everything going on, but we will definitely uh, head around that, that topic at some point. Marvin Marv, Motivational Marv, sorry, huh, says, I heard an offer was on the Marvin table. Marvin. We heard that offer was also from an unverified source, uh, some random Twitter account or Instagram account or whatever. Is there, could there be? Sure. Do I think there is? Possibly. I don't know. I don't have any inside sources right now. <laughs> None that can tell me if there's a deal on the table, at least. Um, all right. So we are towards the end of our show. So let's go to the chat. And guys, give me a number 10 through 25. Um, and then Matt, you go, or no, not Matt, Greenbean, you go over to your page. And we're going to pick a winner from from your video to win this hat shirt or mug. Okay. Can I say one thing real quick? Absolutely. I had 600 and I had 645 subscribers of like a half an hour, half hour ago. And now I got 618. What happened guys? What'd they do? They unsubscribed. Did they do that? Uh, try refreshing your page. Go, go to your actual YouTube studio. Cause sometimes that'll read a different number. I had that happen to me like a few weeks ago. Actually, I dropped like, at least 20 or 30 subs i was like whoa <laughs> that like doesn't usually happen um i would bet you're probably let me see i'll go over to your page and i'll see see what we got going on over there 
Yeah. I was just crazy. I was all psyched. And I was like, I'm still psyched. I still appreciate it. You guys are awesome. But I just don't know why that happened. I was like, oh, no, they're mad at me because I lag. If you, I see six if you unsubscribe to Green Bean, I will personally fight you. How about that? Yeah, I will. I will kick some kneecaps in. Kick some kneecaps in. I see a 625 is what I'm I'm seeing on the, the Green Bean. 627. Um, 625? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Who knows? Well, Who knows? Go. Who knows? All right. So we got some numbers on the uh, on the <laughs> both of us says ooh tempting. <laughs> so, so Matt, Matt, we're gonna have no, to break no, out no. the uh, the 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 boxing gloves. Um, all right. Let's go. Let's go with uh, lucky number thirteen because that's just how I'm feeling right about now. Um, so the thirteenth comment. Thirteenth comment. You could do one, two, skip a few, whatever gets you to thirteen. Okay, one, two, three. Aiden Brennan. Ooh, Aiden Brennan. Aiden Brennan, you're going to be our winner of tonight's uh, shirt. Hit me up on either the Jets Discord or the uh, the Flick Chat. You'll see the link in the description down below. I'll get your information, and then we will uh, we'll send you out a shirt. But guys, oh, I don't even have my music on. Where's my music? Oh, it's up here somewhere. Get it up. That music. There it is. Get, get a little background music going. All right, guys. It has been fun hanging out with you guys. We have over 500 likes. We had a thousand people concurrent for a long time on this stream. Thank you so much for making it a very special stream for us. Uh, hopefully, we wake up tomorrow and we have Robert Sell as a new head coach, or maybe we don't. Maybe we want someone else. Who knows? I don't know. Everyone's got their own opinions on stuff. But let's go around the panel. Greenbean, any closing words for the panel? I want to apologize uh, for being for bringing up April Foolington. Uh, I just wanted to know. I wasn't making any claims. I was just asking a simple question. But uh, guys, if you if you get a chance, please sub to my new channel. I'm trying to get to legitimacy. Uh, podcast drops every Tuesday. Currently, that's what we're doing. Um, Monday Night Mocks. You guys are the best, man. I'm so enjoying getting to know you guys, and uh, just appreciate the support. Thank you. Matt, any last words for our panel? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a ton of fun the last couple of days doing all this stuff. I'm sure, you know, the three of us are going to have a ton of coverage on what's going to happen over the next few days. So uh, keep it locked to all of our channels and we'll keep you updated. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for just, you know, listening to us rant about football. It's not every day that you get to uh, to bitch and moan with your some of your closest friends. So thank you, guys. It means a lot. And we'll be back here next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, for Talking Jets. This is Jets Talk, signing off. J-E-T-S!